In today's show, we're looking at the fantasy basketball waiver wire. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today, we are looking at the fantasy basketball waiver wire players that you can send their ass back there, players that you can grab short term, long term, all that sort of stuff. Let's crack in straight away. In category leagues, we're looking at some players that we can consider droppable guys. Again, not with all these guys. We're never looking at them as, oh, I just got to get rid of them at all costs. But when we're looking to open up streaming spots, when we're looking to open up for better value, for flyers, all that sort of stuff, these guys can, can be considered uh, options to move on from. Lowry Markkinen coming off the bench in Chicago. He'll occasionally have some good nights, no doubt. But as a long-term value proposition, I don't think that holding Markkinen is the right decision for the Bulls, or sorry, for you, considering how the Bulls are using him. You can add him, you can stream him back in, no problem. But as a long-term hold, it just isn't happening, in my opinion, for Larry Marketing. I think the C part of Moses Brown, I think that little run is done. Tony Bradley is playing well. Um, Isaiah Roby still has to come back as well. Now, remember that Brown was getting a lot of minutes before... um, before uh, Markinen, uh, sorry, Markin, before um, uh, Bradley arrived. And then Bradley came in, and we see Brown's production drop off. Now, I'm not saying that Brown is a must drop, but he is fitting a very specific skill set. You've got to be dealing with his punt free throw issues or his free throw percentage issues. Um, and, and I don't think that we necessarily have to hold him in all scenarios. I think Steven Adams could be gone as well. Look, if you're in a league that counts offensive rebounds, that changes a bit. If you're in desperate need of field goal percentage, Adams can help. But as a blanket hold, I don't believe that's the case. And unfortunately, I reckon this might be the last time we play this one. Where are you now? James Wiseman, torn meniscus. Um, they say he's feared to be out for the season. I really don't see anyone with a torn meniscus, especially someone that a, doesn't help them winning at this point and they want to be careful with long-term that they'll be pushing him back in the next four and a half weeks before the season's over or five weeks, whatever it is. Yeah, return from meniscus injury within five weeks is uh, it would be pretty surprising to me to see Wiseman back. So I said the others, you know, you debate whether you drop him, you can move on. You could you could have dropped Wiseman anyway, but you can clearly drop him now. And then Boyan Bogdanovich, a player who we know was really good last year, but has not been that this season. He is, to me, just a streamer off the waiver wire. He's rostered in tons of leagues. He hits threes generally poorly this season. He scores generally at poor efficiency. He's doing nothing else. And if you're not going to be providing high-scoring, high-threes of good efficiency, then what are you doing? So there is value in some areas, but again, it's just not one where if you, he's been on your roster all season, he's literally probably been the worst player on your roster all season. And in that case, that's not someone that needs to be held on to. If we go to points leagues, Markkinen's name appears there again. Steven Adams' name is there again. Now, Ennis Kant is an interesting one, and, and it sounds stupid, for me to come out and say after he had a 30-rebound game that, hey, Ennis Cantor's a drop. But Yusuf Nurkic is going to return. Yusuf Nurkic is going to play 22 to 25 minutes. Hopefully, we push to 27 later on, and Cantor's going to get 20 minutes. And there'll be games that Nurkic misses, for sure. But do you want to hold on to... Do you want to hold on to Cantor through the games 
that he's playing 18 minutes a night, is that worth it? And I think in most cases, the answer is no. Uh, Timmy Hardaway, who I've spelt the name wrong there, which is embarrassing. Hardaway, again, is an interesting stream option at times, but the inconsistency is not there. The overall level of production is not there, and he's just rostered in far too many leagues, as is Davis Bertans, who, much like Boyan Bogdanovich in the category drop section, I think a lot is influenced by the season that he had last year, but his season this year is nowhere near that. Minutes are down, production's down. He's not averaging anywhere near the same fantasy points. And again, holding that roster spot is just clogging up your list, waiting for um, you know a hot free agent to come through or a stream option, and there's no need to be holding him in that scenario. If you look at players we can add for category leagues, pretty interested in adding this bloke at the moment. One, two, three, four, five. And you'll notice there's a lot of centers on this list. Mo Bumba, we're seeing his minutes push up. You're taking some away from Wendell Carter Jr. And 22 minute a night Mo Bumba is a 12-team league player. So I would be adding him in all 12-team leagues. I think Tony Bradley's got to be considered an add as well because he is a high field goal percentage, high rebound, yeah, block some shots. Also not a bad free throw shooter. That can be a top 110, maybe a top 100 player. If he's going to continue to play 21, 22 minutes a night, and we don't know what happens when Roby returns. But if he's going to play those minutes, then there is value in adding him. And Dan Gafford. Now, Scott Brooks is going to do whatever the wrong decision is in Washington. We know that. But Gafford played 17 minutes in his first game back. Looked pretty good. Alex Len looked terrible. Lopez minutes were dropped. They should just be playing Gafford 27 a night and seeing what he can do. But they won't because they're the Wizards. But maybe, maybe there's a 2% chance that Brooks does that right thing. So I would add Gafford and see where we go from there. I think Marcus Morris Sr. has some value at the moment as a 12-team league guy, especially when you're looking for scoring. I wouldn't say that he's as high upside as, you know, we're near as high upside as Bumba or Gafford, for example. But for a scoring boost and a different positional add, I think Morris is a guy we look at. And then Grayson Allen, a player, again, points, threes, and steals Allen provides. He is locked into that starting three job in Memphis. I I'm not really holding my breath at all, waiting for Jaron Jackson to return and mix things up there. So Allen, at least in the short term, is a a really solid option. For points leagues, these guys are all rostered in 50% or under leagues, uh, leagues 60%, sorry, or under in Yahoo. Chumura Kiki, Cole Anthony, and Mo Bamba, the Orlando Quartet. I think Anthony is going to push up to be a 30-minute-a-night player in a week or two. Um, Bamba, we've talked about already, and Akiki just shouldn't be on any waiver wire, even though he is at the moment missing Sunday's game. Jaden McDaniels, you could throw Jalen McDaniels in there as well. And Tony Bradley as some points league players that we can go and add. If you are in charge of hiring at your company, what you really need is to make your short list of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner that helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get the quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your drop description faster and only pay for the candidates that meet your must-have qualifications. And you can schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. With tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resume on Indeed fit your job description immediately, and Indeed skills tests that on average reduce hiring time by 27%. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at indeed.com slash locked, indeed.com slash locked, offer valid through June 30th, terms and conditions apply. 
All right, let's have a look at the next group of guys. We're looking at just deep league ads now. Dennis Smith Jr. Um, went from out of the rotation now to starting and playing more minutes than Killian Hayes. If you can understand literally anything that Dwayne Casey does, please drop me a line because I can't. But in deeper leagues, he's available almost everywhere. Smith, I'd even consider him a 12-team streamer, but 14 to 16s, I'd add him. Daniel House Jr. is out, but he'll be returning soon. Rostered nowhere as well. Solid 16-team league guy. Kyra Lewis is a guy, again, I think is going to play 20-plus minutes. I think he could have 12-team value at some point, but 16-teamers, he's a no-brainer to me, and I'd add him in 14s as well. Trevor Ariza, again, rostered in like 2% of leagues. Starting 28 minutes a night, all 16-team leagues should have Trevor Ariza on a roster. And the Shark, Bruce Brown. Baby shark, Harden's out. Irving's now out. Aldridge is missing time. Um, not that Irving and Aldridge is necessarily a long-term thing, but Brown can provide nice steals. He can provide nice blocks. He has his really good field goal percentage for a guard. He has value in those deeper formats. If you look at must roster guys, these are all players who are rostered in under 80% of Yahoo leagues who should be top 100 guys. Just going to fly through them. Rob Williams, The Rock DJ, Tyrese Halliburton, Kyle Anderson, Chumura Kiki, Maximum Derek White. TJ McConnell, Kali Linick, The Wild Thing, Jay Sean Tate, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Thaddeus Young, Wendell Carter Jr., Terrence Ross, Darius Garland, Miles Bridges, and Jakob Pertl. These guys are all, they should not be sitting on any waiver wire at all. These are popular ads over the last couple of days. Jalen McDaniels, really like him as an ad. I'm not sure it lasts long term because Haywood Ball and Monk all have the potential to return and really, you know, drop what he does. But for now, you add him. Mo Bumba, rightfully so. Isaiah Stewart, I like that as an ad. Isaiah Hartenstein, you know Isaiah Hartenstein's my man. He's been my man all basically since before he entered the NBA, and he is getting a huge role. Now, of course, when Allen and Nance return, which could be on Wednesday, he's probably just going to get shunted right down the pecking order and not play that much. But for now, absolutely fantastic stuff. Well, Reggie Jackson with Patrick Beverly out. Jackson is a solid short-term ad for sure uh, over there for the Clippers. Hot players. These are all guys top 100 who are rostered in 50% of leagues or fewer. Hardenstein, we talked about already. Darius Baisley played the one game. If you want to take a flyer on Baisley, by all means, but we have seen multiple, multiple games of him being shithouse, and then he comes back for one game, and everyone's like, oh, I must roster Darius Baisley. I think he's fine to take a flyer on. I wouldn't expect that level of production, that level of assist, that level of efficiency as we move forward from Bays. It also helped that Pokyashevsky was out in that game. But Baisley is worth a look. Reggie Jackson, yep, sure, worth an ad. Jerry, Jeremy Lamb, I wouldn't worry about, nor would I worry about DeAndre Bembry outside of deeper formats. And then look at some flyer-type guys. Kyra Lewis, I talked about already. I think he could be 12-team relevant. Josh Hall, who knows what the hell happens in OKC, but Hall has shown flashes. They've shown an ability that when he is actually there to play 20 minutes a night, that's that's a pretty deep league or a pretty long long shot option to actually work out. But I think Joshy Hall is someone to at least look at. RJ Hampton, the shark Dwayne Bacon is inexplicably starting again. There is still Gary Harris in the mix there. But I'd like to see them develop Hampton a bit. And maybe that comes you know, the end of April, the start of May. We start to see him push to 30 a night, and then that works out. Terrence Davis, if the Kings just are out of it, and then we get fake injuries to Buddy Heald or Halliburton gets hurt, Davis is a name to watch. And Malachi Flynn, I thought we couldn't have a waiver wire show without mentioning Malachi Flynn. Now let's talk about Malachi Flynn here for a second, because he's been awesome. Right, Kyle Lowry could return today. Uh, Van Vliet's out at least another two games. But when Lowry and Van Vliet are back, you'll have Lowry, Van Vliet, Trent, those guys are all going to get their 30-plus minutes. Hood's going to be in the mix there somewhere. Now, I think Flynn should play significantly more than Hood, but doesn't mean that he will. Bembry's probably going to be in the mix there too. I just find it hard to see Flynn getting 27 minutes a night with Lowry 
Van Vliet, Trent, Hood, Bembry all around. 20 minutes, sure. 30 minutes, really, really, really tough for me to see Nick Nurse say, all right, Bembry, all right, Hood, you're not playing anymore. Like, that's it. You're just not playing. We're just going to run one guard off the bench and have Trent uh, Trent Lowry and Van Vliet starting. I love Flynn. I think he's probably going to be a 12-team league guy next season, although I'm not convinced that. I think they probably still do bring him off the bench behind Van Vliet and Trent. But he is an NBA starter. He is a multiple top 100, probably top 50 season fantasy player in his future. And for now, you absolutely hold him. But long-term, unless this Van Vliet injury just keeps him out, for a long for a long period, which is possible, and the Lowry you know, gets more injury, which again all possibilities. This is why you you have Flynn and you hold him as a flyer to see what happens. But I think there is a, a pretty decent chance he's not. A, he's, let's just put it this way: Flynn is not a lock to maintain excellent twelve team league value as we move forward because there are a lot of guys there who still can cut into his playing time despite how impressive he has been. Guys, don't forget. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. Hit the thumbs up and drop your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. See ya.